Yes, now, and welcome back to another edition of the Top Loaded Podcast. And yes, it is the week of the London Card Show. And that means it's no other than the London Card Show special. And Harry and Harry and Harry and Harry. And this is what happens every four months, three to actually three months. But first of all, HJ, how you doing, my friend? It's the big week yet again, even though it does seem like about three weeks ago. Yeah, I think we said the same thing every time this, this special comes around that, you know, it felt like it was last week that we were back at back at Sandown. And yet again, it's come around extremely quickly, as um, as it always does. So, yeah, it does seem like it was last week we were there and we're already going to be back there on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's come around very, very quickly, but um, couldn't, be, uh, couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, and before I introduce our very special guest who's making his ninth or tenth appearance now, it's time... <laughs> It's time to put the jersey up in the rafters, but I just want to say a massive thanks to the guys over at Third Down to Space for powering up this episode. Yeah, again, your number one spot for custom card stands, card supplies, great preparation kits, backballs, mats, you know, a lot they do now, but make sure you use the code TTP10, that's TTP10 at checkout for 10% off, but there's only one way to start, and that is the founder, and obviously the co-runner of the London Car Show, Harry, is joining us yet again. Harry? Obviously, it's a busy time for you, so we much appreciate your time. But welcome back to the Top Loaded Podcast. Thank you, boys. Thank you. So always good to be good to be home. It feels like it's a uh, home away from home on the podcast with you boys. But yeah, it's uh, always a nice, uh, tranquil hour or so chilling with you boys amongst the uh, the carnage of what will be uh, another very big London card show. So yeah, thank you for having me on. No, I say it's an absolute privilege to have you on again. And obviously, before we look forward to this Saturday's bumper of Saturday and Sunday's bumper edition of the London Culture. We just briefly turn our clocks back to 2023. It does seem a long time ago now, obviously, to 25th and 26th of November. So how did you think that the uh, last show actually went down in the end? Because it would look like a very big success from going as a like an ambassador's role, but it did seem to go really nicely. Yeah, it was over 4,000 people kind of justifies not just the show, but the hobby. Um, but for us, everything went as smoothly as we could have hoped, which again, I think I've said this before, um, it's not pessimism when you kind of assume things might not go exactly to plan, but it's the planning um, of what to do when that happens. And thankfully, those plans didn't need to be put into kind of fruition, uh, but it went really well. Um, everything kind of the expansion is the first time we've, we've gone full size with Sandown. Um, obviously a few bits, which went really well, a couple of bits, which didn't go as well as we hoped, but smoothly nonetheless. So we've, uh, we've learned, we've adapted and hopefully for this show, we've, uh, we've improved it. I was going to say it was, when I was walking in and I actually forgot at first that it was the whole way along. I remember before you showed me like a sneak peek of it and, it's amazing how much it actually opens up Sandan in general, that last like, literal third. It actually felt like it was a lot bigger. And that little bit of space as well was lovely. And then, the, obviously, F1 simulators come along as well. But it really gave people enough time to like, walk up. There's a bit more like space as well. So that was, it must have been for you nice as well to walk the whole length of it for a change rather than seeing that lovely black tarpaulin behind the trade corner, what it was before. I'll be honest, it was, I was bored of walking it. The amount of times I'd, I'd, I'd go around that day, I think I averaged 20, 25,000 steps over the course of the weekend just because it's, it is just mental. But no, you, you, you are bang on walking in there on that Friday, Friday morning when we, when we go in to set up, which you, you boys both know about oh so well um, in the past. Um, but yeah, it, it was a kind of breath of fresh air knowing that we, we'd gone full size um, and kind of the plans which kind of in the past we've gone oh yeah we, we might do that or we could do this that we have actually gone yeah we're doing this this time so uh, it was good and kind of I think one of the things we were most happy with is I think you've alluded to it and it was our biggest bit of feedback in the past it wasn't negative it was more just feedback that people would like a little bit more space um, and, and the fact that we could we increased the capacity by 33%. So we added a third, if not like 50%, if you want to be smart with the maths. But there's an extra big chunk of space, whereas we only increased the amount of people we let in by 20%. So we really made sure that that end space was ideally for a little bit, a few vendors, a few big companies, the F1 simulator, the trade area. But the the cards were, were really in bulk and the, the card stands and the kind of, the DNA of the show was still there in those first two areas with the main stage, all, all the tables of stands in that first area will never change. It is a little bit tight, but it gives it some kind of atmosphere, in my opinion. Uh, maybe we'd like it a foot wider, but 
you can't have it all. And then in that second area, it's a little bit freer. You've got the main stage if you want to chill. Um, and then that final area now, you do have that kind of real interactivity aspect with the main, I would, sorry, the, the kids zone with the, the VR area with the trade area as well. So it's, um yeah, adding a, a couple new things in this show, which, um yeah, we're looking forward to uh, hearing people's feedback on it. Yeah, like I said, before we move into this next week, I've got to say as well, from the show, from the perspective of walking around, there was a lot of deals getting done, whether it was buying, selling, trading. It really seemed that it was a, such a good show of different cars, whereas sometimes it can be mainly higher end, lower. It seemed like people really understanding the show now as well from a vendor and a buying perspective of have a bit of everything. And like there's deals to be had at these shows. Yeah, I feel like it really was different to the last one where I see a lot more business get done. And like I say, it's just a testament to not just the show, but the hobby as well, that I think people are learning with every show of what to bring and what not to bring. And it just worked very well, it seemed, from our perspective. I think you're seeing more and more of kind of the states coming over and there's more than one kind of factor to say there, the fact that there is every end of card, the kind of, or the London card show at least, has gone through transition periods. It's gone from being quite a high-end show to then a low-end show to now it's the best of both which is really, really good to see. And that's not just for sport, that's for TCG as well. Um, people have kind of adapted their how they sell and what they sell, which again is important that it's not just, oh, Harry puts the show on and if we don't sell stuff, it's, it's their fault. I think they've kind of identified that you need to sell to the audience, which is there. Um, and it, it takes a lot of adjusting like we've had to adjust things ourselves the, the, the cost of tables there are some tables just for 70 pound now and i know a lot of people still think oh yeah that may be a bit excessive but you're getting four thousand people through the door um so um that kind of audience that kind of space the the corporate aspect there it, it, it's really really good but yeah you, you're getting a lot more kind of, of of the us coming over both businesses attendees and how it works over there which i think is really really good and people don't realize it which is almost the best thing that it's just almost a part of the the card collecting dna in the uk now yeah i'm gonna pass over to harry now obviously talk about this upcoming sold out saturday as well and very limited tickets remain for sunday but harry over to you to talk through the next edition obviously the eighth edition now of the london card show at sandown ridge yeah of course so obviously harry straight off the back obviously of the uh the massive success that obviously was the the previous show um to throw a few feelers out there what can we obviously what changes first of all can we sort of expect to see obviously this saturday and sunday as opposed to obviously that the previous show so we we the trade area is going to be a little bit bigger so what was the whatnot streaming area we're now going to have that as the trading area it's um almost out of the way, which I think people kind of like, if they want to do deals, they don't like to be surrounded by a load of people. So it's a bit out of the way a little bit, which we kind of liked where people can go to chill without feeling, oh yeah, I'm in people's way, which often they did in the trade area. So um, that kind of area is going to be all for trading now. Um, but the streaming aspect hasn't gone. There is a streaming station there, which anyone can stream on any platform, not just whatnot. They can stream on, on YouTube. They can stream on Twitch. They can stream on TikTok. They can go live there. It's a streaming station and it's free to use. Anyone can do it. So we've got some really high-end people doing it, but we've got some really newbies that haven't had the confidence to go live before. And we said to them, go live here and you can sign up on the day. It's free to use. So we're looking forward to that kind of keeping the, the DNA of streaming going at the show. Um, and we've done that ourselves, which we're really proud about. Um, you've got JSA there, which is a huge, huge, huge addition for the UK, um, which for those who don't know, JSA is an authentication site. So if you've got anything signed in person, whether it's a card, whether it's a cap, whether it's a pair of boots, whether it's a picture, you can get that authenticated on site. Um, and I think that's a huge step forward, kind of not just for the card scene, but also for the collectible scene, which again, we're, we're really pushing. So that's really cool for us. The fact that they're there, we've got um, former international uh, and uh, West Ham legend Carton Cole coming down, which is, is a cool addition kind of last minute, but um, yeah, we, we've got everything sorted. So he'll be down on the Sunday on the main stage, um, answering some questions uh, with Futera and then doing a, uh, a signing um, in the, uh, 
in the corner um in the in the picture area for a couple hours uh, so yeah again it it's it is a big name there's obviously bigger names out there he's a top guy we've had conversations with him he's excited we're excited so um yeah that there's some sponsors that aren't with us anymore but there's some really really cool and new ones like gold in the back they'll be taking submissions on site and there won't be any charges so you can get your card auctioned at probably the biggest card um auction site in the world just drop it off and and they'll deal with the rest of it so yeah it's uh we've come a long way certainly and this is probably going to be the most changes to a show we've had even though last show was the big expansion you you've got the the really cool things like the main stage the kids zone the vr zone still going to be there but you've got on-site authentication signings with um Lorcana stars obviously uh can't call as well so yeah there's loads of different pieces which have kind of put this show together which is why it's a completely different show to the last one which is what we really want yeah, and I think, you know, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head there where, you know, the London Card Show isn't predominantly all about, you know, the, the whole reason everyone's there is it's, it's, for, it's for the hobby, but it's not just a card show. You know, you've got Premier League legends there. You've got Golden, you've got JSA, you've got these these simulators. You've got a whole, essentially, an event, which also I know is sort of what you were trying to aim to get the show to that to that point where it's a it's a weekend event rather than just, just a show. Um, and I think you know the, the the additions you're adding in there every, every show is is starting to progress. You said then you get into that point where it's becoming a weekend event where you've got so many different aspects of the hobby all under one roof. And I think you know everyone is starting to to appreciate that and understand how much of a great event that, that these weekends are. And there's so much for people to sort of delve dive delve de- delve deeper into. Sorry, um, you know you've got the aspect, you've got all the cards, you've got the likes of you know. Braden, you've got the likes of Goldie, you've got the likes of Top, you've got the likes of these simulators, you've got the likes of, you know, Carl and Carl coming along, and you've got so much under one roof that it's becoming a, a fantastic event over over the weekend. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to obviously to this weekend and understanding and seeing what obviously what changes are going to be there and um how everyone else obviously takes into that, takes into that as well. Um I assume obviously that the VR simulator is still going to be the same F1 as it was previously. Because I think everyone, that was such a big talking point for everyone. Obviously, like, you know, I definitely had a fair few goes on it. And it was such a cool addition that it brought that extra sort of competitive side of everyone that was trying to beat everyone's lap times. And it was such a cool addition, I think, got so many people hooked. And it's not something, I guess, people probably expected to come across if they, you know, didn't keep up to date with the socials and stuff. But it was such a great, great addition. I think, you know, looking forward that's gonna be such a great addition in the in the next coming shows as well well that's the thing like for we want to make something clear as well it's free to use a lot of people are oh, i've done it but i didn't know how much it costs it's like it's free to use guys so if anyone saw it and fancies themselves as a bit of a uh, an f1 guru or even if they don't give it a go it's great fun um so yeah there's that but you kind of alluded to something which we've been pushing for a few shows is that we want to make it a weekend long event that the whole family can go to but at the end of the day the dna is still going to be cards and i think we're hitting the nail on the head at the minute with that we've got 250 plus tables of cards of of some tcg some other businesses like your graders your your supply companies but you've also got the sports ones there which again we're pushing we've got sports um vendors coming from europe obviously from the uk from from uh, America so we're getting that global recognition but at the same time you've got that family factor you've got the VR zone you've got the main stage you've got the giveaways you've got the kids zone you've got the trade area you've got the streaming station where we wanted to do it so a father and a son or a mother and a son or a mother and a daughter could come along and say you know what the whole family would like this and family tickets are at a record high so we're really pleased with that we're going in the right direction um, and I think one thing which is kind of really, really supported that maybe people are seeing that maybe maybe it's not us that have got this trend going. Maybe other people have realized it as well. But Disney, like, look, look at what that box has done. Look at what that set has done. Like over Christmas, I was ripping boxes with, with my mom, my dad, with them, my girlfriend, with my little sister, where normally um, they wouldn't have a clue what's in the boxes. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, my God, I just pulled a sully or i just pulled a, a, a woody and it's like they understand it now and rather dangerously they're they're hooked as well now <laughs> so um 
I think that's the kind of thing that maybe Disney is another route into kind of the match attacks and the stickers route. Um, because I know I've lost count, sorry, the amount of vendors that have said, I need another table because I've got a table worth of Disney to set up now. Or people who weren't going before have now said, oh, yeah, can I come and set up half sport, half Disney? Um, and again, it's another way to get that young generation in, that next generation who at the minute they come with their parents, but in a couple of years' time, they might be bringing themselves and a mate or themselves and a girlfriend. And then in, in 10 years' time, 15 years, it'll be them bringing their kids. And it's that long-term kind of investment. Like with the VR, we could charge, like we could charge two, five pound a go, but we don't because we want the, the viewers to, to who are watching it to understand that, oh, it's free. I, I'm going to do this because I want to have a good time and that's what we want to see. So um, it's important for us to keep to keep pushing in that family direction. Um, if you look at America, you've got 12, 13-year-olds setting up with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cars because they start young. So there's no reason why we can't do that over here. And, that, and that's kind of our aim. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you sort of, you're covering every aspect, like you said, of the, of a, of a weekend long event with the DNA still being solely about obviously the, the hobby. So obviously looking forward to this weekend, what, what tickets are still available? Cause I know obviously everyone's probably asking the same question. Um, obviously, you know, it does sell out very, very quickly. So what, what is still available for people that are listening, looking forward to the show this weekend? So Saturday sold out. Uh, there won't be any online tickets. Um, there's always cancellations in the week building up to it. So we do sell tickets on the day, um, but we sell them after like 11 o'clock just for the simple fact that because A, at that point, um, we know there's a good chance who's been there um, and who's not coming. Um, so we can have a good understanding of how much space is in the hall. Um, some people literally, the VIPs, some people get in there at nine um, and, and, and get out of there um so yeah we'll start selling them at 11 o'clock um but saturday sold out online um and similarly sunday uh probably isn't going to sell out which is very normal for us but we're still expecting over 1600 people on the sunday um which is which is good we're expecting over 4000 people again for the weekend uh yeah which is good so um yeah both day tickets have sold out as well um just because obviously for the saturday aspect um so yeah it's it's looking to be a very very busy show once again ron i'll um hand it back over to you i was going to say one of my favorite things i've seen so far and what people are not really catching on to is the chance of winning their free psa slab uh, subs via the trade night obviously the raffle ticket as you enter so that's another great initiative for people to go to the trade night of winning one of five chances at a free psa i know when they'll be calling them them numbers out i'll be looking at my ticket <laughs> and i know if i was lucky enough to win it everyone will call it corrupt so i might not just take the ticket just let everyone have a fair chance but like i say that's another great initiative to try and get that hobby making grading not just more affordable because it's obviously free of charge but bringing it to them rather than them having to go after it like most people have to in the scene at the moment it, it's, it's psa's kind of way of going we can't always be physically present so they're not going to be physically present at this show um at the future hopefully um they're certainly on-site grading is looking possible it's not looking unlikely unfortunately uh speaking with the uh the psa team a lot of the issue uh isn't the fact that they can't get it here it's the fact they can't get people here because so few psa employees have passports believe it or not um so getting the employees out here is actually their biggest issue um but they're certainly looking at taking submissions on site which i think is a huge step forward um so from may that's looking likely i'm not going to say definite but it's, it's looking on the cards that they'll be on site um taking submissions to take it back to um take it back to the states so you don't have to worry about that 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 ungodly shipping which again costs a bomb and everyone is absolutely bricking themselves about refreshing it every every hour to make sure that it's going in the right location um so yeah that's a big step but yeah it's uh the five submissions is kind of their way of saying you know what we're happy to um to give you guys a free few submissions to kind of um really make the, the trade or trade night a psa trade night um but similarly 
there, there's going to be some cool bits. I know people love, um, and it's the small things which they're doing now is that the goodie bag's going to have PSA water bottles in. Um, and everyone loves a sticker these days to put on their card case. So there's going to be quite a few um, different stickers um, in the uh, in the goodie bags as well this time. So um, yeah, if you if you haven't got your your VIP ticket just yet, there's that opportunity because they are going to be quite cool goodie bags this time. But um, generally at the trade night, there'll be uh, yeah the PSA stickers kind of going around to uh, to add to everyone's collection on the uh, on the <laughs> their their cases. As I was say, I remember when you come on just before the first, well, the first show downstairs when you've done the trademark the first time and it was the nervousness, right? How's it going to go? But it really has come on leaps and bounds every single yeah. time. I remember the first time it was like a few rows were really busy. And then when I helped set up one time, it was like, oh, there's got to be six rows. And then I remember the next one, it's yeah. like eight rows. <laughs> it, it shows you that that aspect of the hobby in the UK is growing show upon show that people now are willing to let you know what, let me do some deals, whether it's buying, selling, not trading up. But obviously, the trading has gone up considerable amount because I remember going to shows not seeing one trade. And now I'm seeing trades happening all the time at them. It's a great thing to see. And like I said, that was one of your goals when starting the trading up was bring that aspect from the US over to the UK. Yeah, I, I once again, it, it's without realising, we are kind of orienting, orienting? Moving towards um, how the US do stuff. In the US, it is just, a whole load of trades and obviously cash is king but liquid stuff and grails and, and, and cash on top but all things which come into trades now and I think people are also starting to understand that a cash price for a card isn't the same price as a trade value for a card and again it, it's where we were kind of moving behind the times a little bit um but yeah, we we can we can look forward to to seeing a lot of a lot of trades kind of happening now in the UK um, because of that. It is just second nature that if if someone doesn't want to pay cash for a card, um, they can maybe try try trade for it and, and hope for the best that that you've got something that they want. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 one of them. Once you get the hang of the trading business, it could be a lot of fun as well. Sometimes. Like you say, with trade values, cards present themselves that might not be readily available with the with cash, but a trade because someone might be like, I don't really want to get rid of it. However, if I get this in make weight, so like I say, it's going to be an interesting one to say. And then my last one as well is this is the 11th show overall now, which is crazy to feel like eight. So looking all the way back to the early days of it to now, obviously the size is not even doubled. It's probably time 30 or whatever it is. <laughs> It shows you what hand, it's going hand in hand with the hobby as well. So from your own perspective, obviously being one from day one all the way through, how how do you make you feel now seeing these shows, how much they look upon the likes of PSA, JSA, all these companies are now from the States coming over, like sponsoring the show. It must be great satisfaction. But like I said, the journey's only still just beginning, really. It's a bit surreal. Yeah, kind of the fact that little old... London Card Show, little old Harry's all of a sudden built something. And certainly it's not just me anymore. I've got two people working full time with the show and with, with other projects now. So it's really testament to A, the hobby. We wouldn't have grown unless we'd have had people coming to the show and wouldn't have been able to kind of keep keep getting this this kind of kind of viewage, I think is the best way to, to say it. And we're just oh so grateful that each show where we always like, ah, oh, surely it's uh, we can't can't beat ourselves and and make it even better and and we do which is again credit to to the team the on day team the behind the scenes team to how hard we we do work but at the same time yeah if someone had said to me be full-time with two employees working hand in hand with psa with tops with jsa with golden i genuinely would have would have just never in a million years so i'm very very lucky and very fortunate to be in this situation i'm very grateful but it doesn't mean i take anything for granted it doesn't mean um i don't want to keep growing because i know we, we've got a very influential factor in the uk hobby um and we don't take that lightly we really want to keep pushing we want to improve the quality of the card collecting um, aspect in the uk the hobby in the uk and, and we know that we could set new trends if we do things correctly and we speak to the right people to to get in the same mindset with them so we've got those contacts and hopefully we're pushing the right things to the right people in the uk um because we want the best for the uk and going to other shows myself i'm i'm, I'm seeing more people uh, who 
came to a London card show for the first time and now regulars at other shows. And it's really, really good to see the fact that um, it is just normality elsewhere in the UK that um, there's so many shows, testament to the UK, that th these shows are possible. I was going to say, before we get a closing message, I think before every single person of the 4,000s asked you next weekend, how about Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari? Then we've got our, I've got our <laughs> question because you're going to get here a lot next weekend. So hopefully if we get yeah. it asked now, you might save a few questions at the actual show. I genuinely, it was like one of those days where you will were like, what were you doing on that day? It will go down in history like that. Um, look, I think it's good for George Russell. I think he'll get the number one seat um, unless you get someone crazy like Fernando Alonso coming into that seat, which, again, I wouldn't rule out. Um, it looks like Albon's off to Red Bull. So as much as I'd love to see him in that Merck seat, it's looking like it could be a, a really random person. There's a couple of young people. Lando's been rumoured. Vettel's been rumoured. Alonso been rumoured. So it's exciting times. Am I surprised? Yeah. Um, it, I think it shows that Mercedes didn't give... Lewis exactly what he wanted and Ferrari came in and kind of took the chance. So um, it makes this season very exciting. Everyone needed this kind of shake-up. Um, not for the right reasons because it's been quite boring on track. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, it'll be interesting how Mercedes go about it. Whether they do say to, to George Russell, you're number one driver now, that Lewis isn't here long-term, or whether they do to say, right, Lewis, final year, we're going to give you everything. Um there's so many questions to leave unanswered. Does Lewis know something about this, the 2024 and 25 car, which we don't? Or does he just want a new chap? He did the same thing with Mercedes back when he joined before on new regulations. Um, and he'll be joining Ferrari a year before the new regulations. So, yeah, that, that Ferrari team looks scary with Leclerc and, and Hamilton now. Um, I'd be a bit pissed off if I was Leclerc having signed a long, long-term deal and all of a sudden your teammate isn't uh, span Spaniard with two race wins. It's uh, a certain Hamilton with seven world titles. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. Um, a shock, certainly, as a Mercedes fan. But, again, I think the sport needed it. So, um, again, we're I'm not sure what it does to our Hamilton cards. I think it, it may increase it. But as soon as that first Ferrari card comes out with Lewis, my God, is that going to be a desired card? Yeah, and that brings the uh, colour match parallel dancer to five or to ten as well for the Ferrari. So, Well, the dual auto with Dynasty with him and Leclerc could be silly. And I, and I know the George one alone, him and George, the the, the deal with that was, is, is bonkers. So God knows what it's going to be like with the Ferrari fanat fanatics. The, the Tafusi and the, and the Hamilton diehards could... Um, that, Mon that Monza day might be one which I might have to go over to now just because, my God, uh, both those fan bases don't do things half-heartedly. So um, seeing all these uh, these Hamilton fans in red might just, just, just be a bit weird at Silverstone in a couple of years' time. Yeah, as I say, I've always been a Ferrari fan, but it's definitely going to be weird seeing him suit up in the red. But obviously, back to our attention to London Carlisle, obviously, it is this <laughs> weekend. Uh, even though I think a lot of fans probably want to see that Ferrari suit up very much quicker and even this season, obviously it won't be. But like I say, is there any closing message, obviously, for people who are either coming down to the show, thinking about coming down or sadly can't make it, obviously, because sometimes it's a schedule not work out, but it's going to be another bumper weekend, which we all can't wait for. Yeah, so just, as always, thank you to those who have bought tickets. It's, it's massively appreciated supporting. There's going to be over 4,000 people there. So it is going to be another one which you don't want to miss. Um, for those of you who have bought tickets, a reminder for VIP, we've listened. We're giving the VIP more value, more, 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 more bucks for their, more value for their money. Um, so it's, the doors are opening from nine um, instead of 9.30 for the VIPs and for the vendors get there at 7.30 instead of eight. We're moving everything back half an hour so those VIPs can have an hour in early. Um, yeah, not a whole load of Sunday tickets are still available so get them. Um, we're not anticipating them to sell out, but stranger things have happened. Um, so yeah, they're well on track for, for over 4,000 people, um, which again is testament to the UK. But yeah, there's not much else to say. Going to be good Disney there, good TCG, a load of sport, um, just about every sport under, under the 
on, on the spectrum is there, especially with some US, big US um, guys coming to set up. So really, really good from that aspect. Bring your autographs to get authenticated. Bring your cotton cold pictures to get signed um, on the Sunday. And, and then yeah, I can't wait to... And then get them authenticated. Exactly. Yes, they are doing a, a deal for, for cotton cold signed stuff. Um, and for your more TCG, Locana. We've got a load of Locana artists down as well. So it's going to be a great couple of days. Family friendly, of course. So you're thinking of bringing your kids along there will be something for everyone whether it's your pound cards or your kids own uh, or your higher end stuff there's as i said there's just about every vendor there which you can think of so yeah do do feel free to reach out if you have any questions as always we've got a team on hand to ready to answer but yeah any any questions let us know we can't wait to see you all down there on saturday and sunday it's uh yeah as always looking forward to it like I say, from me and Harry and obviously everyone listening on, we really appreciate you spending time with us on another London Card Show. And we look forward to seeing you and the team Saturday at the London Card Show. And like I say the best of luck and no doubt it'll be a, a budding success like usual. But there's only one man to follow, Harry, isn't there? And I think it's a certain <laughs> fellow that we all love by El Toro Card. So, yep, I did sit down with El Toro Cards again, uh, put a disclaimer on. He's as crazy as ever, but as hilarious ever. But that was coming right up but harry have a great london card show and we will see you on saturday but until then here's el toro pre-warning disclaimer <laughs> el toro's on the way and yes now we're back for the second part obviously of the london card show special and we are joined by a man who first joined us on the london card special was just a regular attendee as talking about the show and now has become a vendor at the show and this will be his second time but first of all Jason, obviously, El Toro. How are you doing, my friend? Doing all good, doing all good. Um, keeping the hobby. Um, yeah, been all right. Just literally buying, not selling, just buying, buying, buying. My bank account's feeding it. So now I've got a credit card to to purchase more. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, it was your fault for me spending quite a few quid this week, but we're talking I mean, about it. Was it, worth it. Episode, it was worth but it. The through ball was sensational. But. Oh. Obviously, before we talk about obviously this upcoming show this Saturday and Sunday, obviously you're the vendor on the Sunday. We'll talk about the previous London card show because it was the first time you was a vendor. So how did you find it? Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, you can do what you want, mate. Oh, okay. No, honestly, I was shitting myself. Um, no, I was really nervous. I was thinking I'll be overpriced or underpriced or I wouldn't have the cards that people want. Because normally when you go to a card show, people want, you know, your message, Ronaldo's. Um, they want the upcoming players like Garnacho at the time. You had, I think, Lamina Mal didn't have anything coming up, but st- like basic young players, and I didn't think I would have any. Um, but yeah, no. To be honest, I was very, very happy. I've ended up the Southampton card show, and um, to be honest, buying that was my best show. Selling it wasn't amazing, um, but obviously there was a lot of traffic and like disruptions with trains and all that. Uh, but with the London card show, I've done exceptional for what I thought I'd do. I think the first five, no, first 10 minutes sold about 30 quid. And I thought, oh, that's all right. Um, but no, really, really happy to do um, some deals uh, with new people, with familiar faces. Um, and I think the island that I had was quite near the door as well. Um, and I I had goats on the table. I had JPR. I had um, Pat Rick Mahomes. I had... Um, Sports Cars UK, Dan, then behind us, we had a guy, I think he's from America, he had Eminence, Trebles, and I'm like, yeah, Jesus, what a table. But um, the only bad thing about the card show, where my table was, people wouldn't stop opening that door, and it was freezing cold, and they wouldn't stop closing it, and literally every five minutes, I had to just close the door a little, little bit, but it was freezing, but other than that, it was really, really good show, show sold a lot, and... Um, one thing I like about being a vendor as well, you get to talk to people that, you know, for example, I had a lot of vintage and people like, oh, who's this player? And in my head, I'm like, how do you not know about that player? And then, you know, you tell them about the info and it gets them into the vintage, which I think, you know, most people should be going into, in my opinion. As I say, it's a perfect question. It's going to lead into my next question perfectly. That, well, I remember when we spoke with Friar, obviously probably before the show, and he was like, rather than just being a vendor, you want to educate people as well yeah. where possible. And do you still, like, obviously, we're not going to talk too much about the next show while we're recapping, but is that still a massive thing of yours? Because obviously the vintage world, there's so much to learn. I think no matter who it is, whether they've been in it for 50 years, for five minutes, yeah. everyone's still learning. So do you think the education of vintage is still going to be massively important for you 
like what you did at the last show, but also going forward as well. No, I understand. It's like last show. I think on the Saturday when I wasn't vending, me and you went to Football Cars Net and I saw a hento that I think only been once, seen once or twice and it's, that's the only car that's ever been graded. And it's like stuff like that, going up to a table and learning about, you know, stuff that, you know, you wouldn't know. It's like, I, I was thinking about this today. Maybe what, when I was, well, what, three, four years ago or five years ago, I thought, like, you know, football in the 50s, 60s, 30s, they, they, it's, it's bad, it's shit. But now me researching about it, actually looking into it, it's a whole other ball game, I think. And I think, you know, if someone comes to a table and asks about this player, this player, it gives them an insight on, you know, what I collect as well. It's like, for example, who I think I had a Mazea. Mazea had quite a lot of tension. I did sell it, unfortunately, um, in the end. But, um, yeah, a lot of people ask, like, who is Mazea? He's won two World Cups. Who, what player has won two World Cups? There's not a lot. I think there's only a few of the Brazilians and obviously Argentinians and Italians. So it's good to educate people on that. It's like, for example, Mazea, he's um, named after, no, well, the San Siro is named after him. You know, one of the greatest sta uh, stadiums in the world. But no, it's always good to educate people. I think it's, you know, that's how people learn in the hobby. If I didn't know about this, 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 I wouldn't collect it. Yeah, and I think going back to obviously that first show and what you had on your table, because it's very hard to know what you want to display, whether you get certain cards in, do you go high-end, do you go low-end, do you go vintage, do you go modern? So what was your thinking prior to it? Obviously, because you'd had the experience of going around quite a few London card shows to see different people's tables. So did you did you have a range of stuff, or was it more like a certain area of like Spanish players, or was it a bit of everything, but mainly more flick-through? Or how did you go about what stock you actually had for your table? I think I wanted to do a bit of vintage, because looking, I think I've been... In the big, big uh, venue that London Card Show is in now, I think it's been there twice. I think twice, three times. Three or four now, yeah. Three or four, it, bloody hell. Um, but yeah, the amount of vintage I've seen, it's not a lot. So I, I want to showcase some vintage for people who, because I've heard a lot of people that like vintage and want you know want to come to London Card Show, but there's not a lot available for them. So I wanted to do that. I know higher end. Well, I don't really have a lot of higher end anyway. It's probably more vintage anyway with the higher end stuff but higher end i think is the best show to do it in the uk is the london card show which i think is every you know there's thousand one thousand eight hundred people come in two thousand people stuff like that so i think that's the best place to display your higher end but i think always 10 one pound to 10 pound to 50 pound to 100 pound cards always does the best and i didn't have a flip through but um I had well the stuff that you would have in a flick throw. I had in the case as well, and um, yeah, you know the first five minutes I sold, you know the one pound, two pound cards. That I know JPR and grassroots cards. Then I had uh, wedding collectibles came down. They saw, I think her name's Butchernan, plays for Chelsea also, like, like twenty five pound cards. Sold that to him. So like you sell a range, and then in the end I sold that Mosaic for, I think two four five two fifty. You know, so I would say maybe that's in, not a higher end car, but it's one of the higher ones that I had. Obviously, I did have a lot of higher end that didn't sell, but that's you know, it's um normal. If you know, would they have sell, sold in Saturday? Who knows? Obviously, Saturday is probably the better day to vendor, but I just think Sunday is not that. It's not quiet. You can still sell stuff, as you know, it's pro been proven. So I think Saturday for me is always good to walk around. And you know, socialize people. I think that's where the best deals are because that's obviously the first day. And then Sunday, you know, it's still, you know, it's still good. Everyone, you know, is chilled, but you, you know, it's still a place to sell. Yeah. So if we move our attention, obviously, we spoke about the previous one way of ending, and obviously now again on Sunday this week. I can't believe it's already come around this quick. But literally, I know, Sunday I know. is so. Did you when? arranging what stock to get in to obviously display it you're on your case or whatever it's going to be sunday was you thinking a lot about what done well the first time or was it a bit more a case of let's just try something different because it's still a learning process yeah um and every show's different all it takes is one person to come up and they might be interested in x card or they might be interested in z card so what was your thinking behind getting some of the stock in because like i say it's bit of a quieter time with releases so you can't really mm. get as many new releases 
around the London car show the week after is Prism. So we've still not got any real high-end releases. Yeah. So what was your process in this time about getting some cards in? And was there a certain area you wanted to focus on? To be honest, with the, I don't really collect, well, collect obviously and sell. I don't really do the newer sets, unless obviously they're big ones like Prism, you know, if I can get a cheap Immaculate or whatever. But like with these, like me personally, Tops Deco, um, all these lower end sets, I, just, I, don't, I don't like, I wouldn't personally buy them, so I wouldn't personally sell them. Obviously, if there's like a Luminium out of 25, obviously I would. But um, I think just going for the sets everyone knows, Tops Chrome, you know, Immaculates, your Merlins, they're the sets to go for. They always hold value. And I think that's why people would buy them. Obviously, I think people would buy the top stack on that for their PC. If you PC, I don't know, Darwin Nunes, you're going to buy an out of 50 Darwin Nunes and top stacker because he, for your PC. But you wouldn't buy, I don't know, me personally, a guy natural out of 25 from top stack. I'd rather save that money and try to get, you know, an out of 50 from top chrome or something. Um, but yeah, just I didn't really have a game plan last time. I didn't. I don't have one now. I just wing it. I think that's how I've done most of my life. Just wing it. Um, but I think always have a range of slabs. I think you know, but always also have a range of raw cards because a lot of people do like to pay a bit lower, get the card, grade it, and then potentially get a ten. And you know, if they if they do it for a business, they can you know buy a card for thirty quid, grade it for twenty, so you're in it for fifty gets 10 it can go for 130 and you've made your money so a lot of people like to do that but obviously a lot of people like to have slabs um it's it you know it's you don't need the hassle of grading leaving it for three four months however long it takes but recently psa have been quicker really quicker uh surprisingly i don't i don't know what's happened even though the website went down for a day um but i think for this card show i'm gonna have obviously some raw because i don't really have a lot of slabs and most of them are for pc but i've got a subbing incoming what's that what's today saturday oh uh it might be a tight squeeze it might be a really tight squeeze but i think i've got just a 10 card sub that you know i've got some mbappe merlin's first year that obviously he's in been in the news but yeah stuff like that but i don't think i'm gonna have any any high 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 end for it yeah i think that's a feel of you when you speak to a lot of people obviously it, you can have 50 lower end cards mm. probably for the same profit margins of what you're going to do for that one high end card and i think especially with london i think we see it when we walk around and i don't think it's any secret that people with the big flip through boxes or the ones of 50 pound cards they always have people looking through it. it's very good to engage well, yeah. looking through it. and i always see it as like people are looking for that needle in a haystack they're looking for that gem yeah that they might think, oh, it's up for three quid. I might be able to make it thirty quid for that. So, is that that was definitely in your logic? That was like at the end of the day, it's more affordable for a lot of people. These flick through slash the low, not lower end cards. I don't really like using that terminal. The lower price scale cards yeah. because people might buy multiple and rather than one high end card that say you might make fifty quid on, you could bring in fifty low end cards and make two quid on them, and then you've doubled your profit on that one big card. But it's like. Um... With, I don't think I've ever like, had some luck finding that needle in a haystack, but I don't know. Like, I feel like it's more in America than here. I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it happen here, but obviously it is possible. But with um, yeah, stuff like that, I, I, it's it's nice to do. Obviously, you got the younger children. Obviously, you know they they can't. Well, they probably they could probably buy more than I can. But you know, you know the younger children, they can only spend like. 20 10 10 20 quid so i think they the boxes are amazing for that i think um martin at the southampton car show he you know tried to make that a big thin flip through stuff and all that and i think it's probably the best way to go um yeah i don't know i don't think i've ever well i don't know about you have you ever found like a needle in a haystack you know problem is if i'm a seller and i you know that needs a needle in a haystack i'll just put it on ebay i ain't leaving it there mm. But yeah. I might be selfish, but I was gonna say it's it's one of them that obviously it's much different in America, especially the American sports. You see it a lot in videos from yeah. Carl to Troy, um, obviously a very good friend of the podcast, and then a few other channels like that. But obviously London is very different, and I always say it's is it more of a collector's market, the UK always. Oh yeah, always, yeah. always. 
Yeah. But one, I was going to say one thing I want to see, it'll probably be a question later on, but I'll mention it again, is more trades over the table. Obviously, Saturday, I doubt there'll be a lot of trades because there's trade night coming up and the people are like, oh, I'll wait till trade night. But when it's Sunday, obviously, there's going to be no more trade night. I think I want to see more trades at tables. That'd be quite cool um, instead of just cash. Like, obviously, I prefer cash, but, you know, I'd rather do it like a trade, make it a bit spicy. Or, or I, don't, I, don't, I think I've done it, but you know when, you know, YouTubers are 200, no, 180, coin flip. Yeah. I want to do that. That means I've made it into the big leagues. Oh, I'll definitely be. Do- I'll definitely arrange someone to do that over a one pound and two pound card for you. Um, It'll probably be you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I say, obviously, you've got stock arriving soon, which obviously we're. That's all going to be on a video, I believe, for the um, London card show. So obviously, the London card shows you do a special vlog every single time, and it was quite good last time because it was split up, mm. and obviously you had the day one day two in terms of you had it when you're just walking around then trading up and then also you had the vendors perspective so you're going to be doing something similar as well so i think people love content especially the oh yeah I, I i love content as well like, i like watching stuff it's like the amount of stuff i watch you know when obviously troy trike 415 when he goes to card shows as soon as it gets released i watch it i just think you know i can't be there so i would rather watch see what it looks like but we're going to be obviously filming like i normally do um, every card show, I'm like, I'm going to film a lot of content, a lot of footage is going to be good. And at the end of the card show, I'm like, shit, I haven't, I haven't recorded anything. But um, it's just because when you're in the moment, when you get to the card show, you just forget about recording. Well, in me personally, you want to, you know, talk to the people you haven't seen in three months, talk to new people and all that. So I think it's much easier to film at the table as well when you're vendoring. Because essentially, you just got people walking past and all that. So you can just, you know, film and that's it. But going to be doing, yeah, day one, day two. Trade night, I always say I want to do, but I never do. So maybe this might be the turning point that I really want to do. It's, I'm very sceptical about this. When people have like a one-pound card and they do a trade-up challenge, and in the end, they get like a one-of-one Messi. Like, I, just, I can't imagine me doing it. I really can't. I'll, I'll probably end up with a lesser value card than I've started with. But I want to try. I want to try that. I think that'd be quite a cool idea. Um, but I feel like I don't know. People in America is it's very easy to do a trade up challenge in the UK. And I think people are very you know cemented to their cards. But you know, it might be like a little challenge to do. And then we'll think of another maybe like a pack battle or something. I don't know. We'll try to get some ideas because I think the best way for content is you know to film essentially. I know definitely. I think as well. Why we'd like to do why I've always had this idea of a London Car Show special is it's just promoting the obviously the UK scene. Um and especially like the videos itself, it transports people that can't necessarily get to the venue mm. to actually see what it's like, see what goes on, what makes up a card show. Because I know we say it a lot, we've said it before. We I mean Harry, everyone who's ever been on it's not all about the show. You you're meeting no. up with your mates, you're yeah. talking about things in common with them you're showing off your cards you're looking at their cards you're obviously picking up new stuff and do you think that's another great thing about the, doing the vlogs is that you actually can look back on it and that's one thing with a lot of things in life you can't do you can't look back on oh well that was a great fun day like oh, i wish i would had saved footage for it. whereas for you you can look back at the london card yeah. shows and see how they've changed over time and then who knows five six shows down the line when you're vendoring again you can look at every single time you've been a vendor and how your tables change and your stocks change do you think that's going to be quite a cool aspect in the future as well yeah um i don't like the videos because i can see how every car show video i can see how much weight i've actually put on it's actually uh demoralizing <laughs> um but no to be honest as well it's like i think card the card show obviously it's there to buy cars and all that but it's like when me obviously me you lewis louis and harry all come up come together you know, it's quite hard because obviously we've all got separate jobs and lives and that. But I think London Car Show or any car show, but mainly London Car Show, it's the biggest one. That's the time for us to all be together and, you know, have a chat, have a laugh and spend time together. So I think it's always good to record it as well. You know, I think on YouTube, people from like Spain, I, there's a lot of people who come from uh, Spain who come to the London Car Shows. And for them to, you know, just go on YouTube london card show and they can see how it's like people from germany italy but we've had a lot of people from other countries come 
uh, to London Card Show. I think there's a few Spanish people that have messaged me that are thinking about coming to the card show. And it's always nice to record, you know, footage. And then, you know, as you said, like a few years later, a few months later, you'd be like, oh, you know, oh, I'm happy I bought that card. Oh, you know, you know, I wish I didn't buy that card. You know, lost lost profit on it or, you know, stuff like that. But no, it's always good to record London Card Show. To be honest, I think I've gone actually quite better of recording. Like I was really shy. I'm not shy, but with that, I was because people are looking at you while you're recording. You think you're like, I think you've got a million subscribers and all that. But no, I've only got 157, mate. So, but no, it's, re it's really good fun. And um, I'll be doing it every card show I go to. And I'll be filming today somewhere. Cool. So obviously, as this comes out, there will be a video either coming out the same day or maybe tomorrow. Uh, which do pay attention but obviously like we say you can just follow over in your instagram you'll see all your youtube when it comes out but i was gonna say it'd be quite an interesting video and yeah uh, sorry for any, i was gonna say any i'm sorry for any viewers of that video because you might see my lovely face in it so if you can't oh. put up with me enough you can so just that means there's a video coming out that means there's a there has to be a video coming there out or you be. put we, pressure we put, on me we put it in stone we put it in writing now so oh i need to record <laughs> i need i'm oh, sorry <laughs> um so Obviously, we've spoken about your vendor, obviously, previous part. Uh, just briefly about the coming up card show, because uh, for West Ham fans, there was quite an interesting announcement last Friday regarding something that was coming to the London card show. And obviously, that is Colton Cole. Colton Cole, go. So, Always and, believe in your soul. <laughs> so, obviously, Harry spoke about this on the podcast in the past, about getting former footballers, current footballers alongside for a West Ham fan, that must be great to have Colton Cole coming down for the card show. I was surprised. I was literally on my phone. I think it was finished work or something. I'm like, why is London Card Show sharing Carton Cole? What like? And then I looked. He was like, oh, I'm gonna be there. I'm like, oh, makes we've got um, a West Ham group chat and we sent it, and then everyone's like, oh, the people who are not going, they're like, oh, fuck's sake, well, I've missed this and all that. But to be honest, other than West Ham fans, I, you might be interested in seeing them. I don't know. But all these Pokemon people, I don't care who Carton Cole is. So he's gonna, there shouldn't be like a big queue to see him. But I don't know what to do because I don't think he's got many cards. So I want to get him to sign a card. But I think the only cards he really has is Match Stacks or Futera, which he's on card. He's going to do on card autos, isn't he? There. I think he basically, yeah. But no, it's really good Carton Cole. Hopefully, I think that's what some of the, I think one thing that London Card Show needed. So obviously, I think last time they bought Pokemon, the person who's done Ash Ketcher. Yeah. I think. So obviously that's big for the Pokemon side. For us, <laughs> they get Ash Ketchum, we get Carl and Cole. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen Ash do a uh, stint in the Premier League though. So. Exactly. Like, you know, what was it? 4-1 against Man United in the snow or so. I remember that game. Um but yeah, no, I think hopefully um, you know, bring on better, you know, better things. Maybe we can get more football players, maybe a for, um, a former who do you watch NFL, the NFL show? You know, maybe bring one of them because they live in England, I'm guessing. Maybe like a former NFL. Obviously, I know NFL's not as big as football in London Card but I think, you know, stuff like that would be really cool. Maybe like John Terry. Mm. I don't know why I said him, but he just popped up on mine. Who is it? Matt Letitia. He would do anything for money. <laughs> He'll be good. Hopefully he's not watching. <laughs> well, hopefully he is, but he's not. Because I was going to say, another one of the announcements, obviously we spoke about this prior on in the episode, but uh, JSA is another <laughs> one being there, obviously there to authenticate your site memorabilia if you've got anything like that. But do you think this just shows that London are looking at the ways now to make it that massive, big show, bringing the new things to the UK? And JSA is another one. It's a massive company in America one of the leading authenticators in the world. So it really proves that they are keeping the ball rolling. They are scaling up every time on the card yeah. show. Um, and then there's one question. We, we've we been trying to wiggle away. Harry's getting an answer. But one day it has to be on site grading, don't you think? Well, I don't know if it was sneak peek or something. Like, I don't know. I, I got an email, I think, from London Card Show, and it said to fill out a form. And it said, would you like on-site grading? And obviously, I said yes. But um, I think maybe they're looking into it. I think they're just getting... The only problem is they're not going to bring on-site grading and then no one's going to on pay for on-site grading. It's going to be a waste for them, waste for PSA and all that. So I think they're going to get a feel for it. But I think they, they've they got to. I think maybe 
hopefully I might speak to Harry. I don't, he probably won't listen to me, but CGC, that could be a good because I think CGC do quite a lot of shows. But how much do you think PSA would charge for on-site grading? That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, so, it's going to be a tricky one. Like, 150. I, I would, I would presume in the 100 to 150 area. And do you, and do you think someone would pay 150 quid to grade a card on the day? I... It, it depends on the card, right? If well, like, yeah. Um, especially I think if the convenience, especially some of the bigger cards that you don't want to be gone for a while. Um, then yeah. that's a possibility. Like one of ones, for example, very short print rookies. Um, it's always a chance. Basically, um, you know, when you know when, when you get it back quicker, you might as well just do it on the day. Imagine, you know, you buy you buy a card, you grade it, and you you know grade it ten, you sell it on the day, quick you, profit. You or buy it in the morning, grade it, in the yeah, afternoon, and then trade it at trade night. That could be an unbelievable video idea. Bloody well, um, if a London Card Show want to give me hundred and fifty quid for grading, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like we say, obviously, it's going to be a great weekend, obviously, down at Sandown. There's uh, there's a very, very, very limited amount of tickets on the day. So if you are going to go, there is still Sunday tickets available. So we do suggest heading over to the London Card Show website and obviously to their Eventbrite to pick up tickets for this weekend show. If you are coming along, we really do hope you have a fantastic weekend. And do make sure to come and say hello. Um, no doubt, Jason will look at any single Spanish players ever existing. No, 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 no. I'm slimming down. We're not... My body, but PC wise, I'm going. Don't don't show me some. I don't know some. Uh, I can't. I don't even know any Spanish players at the moment. Like any. Yeah, I, 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 I can't even name one single Spanish player. Very Spanish of you. Um, yeah. So, like we say, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Obviously, PSA are sponsoring trade night again, which is absolutely fantastic. JSA down there. Colin Cole is down there for all you irons and. Uh, England fans, respectively, which will be quite an intriguing one. Um, but like I say, it's going to be another absolute bumper weekend at the London Card Show. So make sure if you are going along, just have a good time. Bring some cards down, maybe get some trades, sell. You might even buy a few bits as well. But Jason, we look really look forward to watching your content come out from the London Card Show yet again. I'm no off. doubt. Um, I probably will be filming some of it. But like I say, yeah. thank you ever so much. Well, and enjoy was, vendoring again. Well, I was going to ask. I think you forgot one thing. You said you got a grail card or a big card. Are we showing it in this episode or not? Shall I? You, I think you have to. I'm not because I'm going to do a YouTube video. So I think so. This is literally KDB esque from me. <laughs> Honestly, I saw it on Facebook. I was like, you know, to be honest, the only reason why I knew the player is because Ronnie obviously talks about women's football. And I, I listen, I'm a good friend. If he didn't talk about it, I wouldn't know. And there was this person, I was like, oh, she sounds familiar. I'll send it to Ronnie. And who is it? Alessia Russo, obviously. Exactly. So, well. with women's cards, there's not been many releases. She's only been in two releases. She's only got one rookie card, which was in Women's Dom Ross World Cup. How, how old is she then? If she's, she's only, a rookie. She's 25 now, I think. Great age. God, yeah, of course he said that. Taken after the one and only Lav Breaks. Um, but, like I say, um, for me, if I was uh, picking any card from the set to collect, it would be the Alessia Russo rookies. Uh, they're very expensive. Um, and like we say, uh, <laughs> I still can't believe it. I'm looking at it in my hands. Um, this card managed to pop up, oh. which is um, still unbelievable. It's the Alessia Russo one of one, obviously the black from Don Russ, which in my eyes is the number one chase from the set. Is there, uh, is there another one of one? I know there's not another one of one, but you know when they got like she's only breakaway got one, and she's only got one one of one. That's it, one oh. of one. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, one of them that is locked up in the collection now. Um, like I say, it's a magnificent card. It's probably only fair to be announced on a London Card Show special. Um, so if you're thinking you're going to see this at the London Card Show, you won't. It's going to be locked up in the case, fully secure, pin code locked, hidden in a vault beneath <laughs> a bank somewhere. Um, but no, like we say, it's going to be an absolute fantastic weekend this weekend. We really do look forward to seeing everyone there. Make sure you get there early if you're going in general admission because there will be a longer queue. So if you want to get in before the big rush, make sure you're there early. That'd Obviously, if nice. you have a VIP ticket, there is a separate queue for VIP, which will get you in a bit quicker. But like I say, we will be in there nice and early. So we'll hope to see you all there. Um, if you do see us, come and grab us, have a chat. Even if you're, you're at the show, you've got questions or anything like that in between now and the show or at the show itself, drop us a message on Instagram. We might not be checking it as much on the day, but we will be yeah. still checking it in case anyone needs it and in between all of the commotion 
we hope everyone out there is having a very good time staying safe hope you have an absolutely fantastic london culture and if you sadly you can't make it along make sure you go and watch all the content and there will be some videos slash pictures coming out on the top loaded podcast throughout the instagram friday day but most importantly i hope everyone out there is buying saying trading all that good jazz happy hobbying and good night <laughs> <laughs>